Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, what happens when a government employee starts a business? Wait a minute. Even if I don't think this way, there's a lot of people who do think this way. And I need to think this way, and under, or I need to understand how they think. And that was very eye-opening. Cybersecurity is recognized by many as a great opportunity for our region. It's also a place where many are putting their entrepreneurial energy. Jason Wagner is founder of TensorWrench, a startup here in the D.C. region, and a great example of making the change from being a government contractor to getting his hands dirty trying to make payroll. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, tell us a bit about TensorWrench. Great name. What does it do? So um, our product, Carbide, takes all of the cloud applications and traditional enterprise applications that um, that the users are using and makes them sing, makes them talk together and, and really realizes those efficiencies they can get from the cloud. So when you say the cloud, a lot of businesses, a lot of government agencies now have 10, 20, 30 different vendors supplying them with information. It's all managed through a web browser. As, as I look at your product, it brings all that together in one place, right? Exactly. And, and that's what we've noticed time and time again. And, and um, it's called shadow IT is a popular term for it now that as we get more productive, that just means a single person is making more decisions, more valuable. And they're going out and solving their own IT problems by using all these cloud applications and then mixing and matching them with what their traditional IT provides. And there's no real solution for tying those together right now. There's no real native way. And, and a lot of times IT doesn't even have a good view of what's going on there. So this sounds familiar to me from the standpoint of, I bet you were sitting in your office one day when you were working for the man, dealing with these 30 different programs and thought, somebody's got to fix this. Well, and, and 30 is a good number because actually I saw a uh, group of users who had 27 browser tabs open and their workflow was an event comes in on the first tab. They would select like a name, a field of data, paste it into five tabs. They'd go back to that first tab, copy another field, paste it into the next one, and just cross-referencing this data. And that they were spending 30% of their time simply Control-C, Control-V, copying and pasting from one app to another. So why did you decide, instead of just complaining about it, to actually go off and take the risk of doing something about it? Um, serendipity to some degree. Well, we were working on a product that a project that actually combined those. It was a dashboard type system, but it had a really cool API under the cover. So let those applications talk. And we figured, what if we just take those applications and let them talk directly to each other? Um, and it came out of the government, open source. We've taken it with TensorWrench and run with it, added a lot of capabilities on it to support more commercial open source applications. So what's it like being a business founder instead of being an employee? Scary and, and awesome at the same time. It's one thing doing this. I love the uh, contradictions you have to embrace doing this. I always think, um, so I've gone through an accelerator program, Mach 37, where they, they give us a boot camp. And it's coming from the technical to the business side. You got to keep both in mind at the same time. You know, it's like the market. Um, and, you know, there's the fact that the majority of companies that get started die off. And mm -hmm. it's like a 1% success ratio. And you have to be aware of that, but you can't dwell on it. You have to embrace it, but yet let it go at the same time. What about managing the challenge of coming from an environment where literally everything you do is, is looked at by lots of other people into an environment where you are, at the end of the day, the person who's got to make all the decisions, often without help? I've never thought of it that way. In, in many senses, it's kind of the same because you're still driven by the market. I mean, your customers are the ones that you see. And in, and in the end, it's who are the people that you're solving a problem for? Mm -hmm. and, and you're responsible to those those people. 
So I guess I look at it kind of the same way. There's a lot of difference in the details of how you do that best, but it still comes down to how do you serve the person that you're delivering software to. As you've built TensorWrench, you went through an accelerator program, mm -hmm. Mach 37, which is around cyber, and there are a number of programs like this around the area. What does participating in an accelerator do for an individual like you who is going from being involved in business as, as part of a business to being the founder of a business? Uh, it, I found it to be a tremendous experience. I, I couldn't recommend it highly enough, um, getting involved. Mach 37 specializes in technical founders, really. They try to get people who are smart, have solved a problem, and then give them the business knowledge to you know, succeed, to take that idea to market. So for me, it was just an amazing crash course in actually how to market product strategy because it's very different working services for a small set of customers versus a widely available product. And it's a 90-day curriculum, the boot camp, and uh, a network of support and advisors to meet that I wouldn't have had access to otherwise. So as you've gone through this journey, describe for me one moment where you sort of sat back and thought, oh my gosh, am I really doing this? Two or three times a week, probably. No, it's, <laughs> it varies. From, it's one of those uh, fun contradictions, I guess, is the ups and downs of, of the experience. I guess the closest I can think of is one session where it was talking about your brand, building your brand and the feelings and how everything's a feeling. And it's a very analytical, technical background. It's like, you know, blah, 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 soft skills. And sitting back there, I, I just thought, wait a minute, even if I don't think this way, there's a lot of people who do think this way. And I need to think this way and under, or I need to understand how they think. And that was very eye opening. And once I jumped over that barrier, it made a lot more sense. And I started to be able to think in those terms, but it was just getting over that hump. Talking to the people that are listening to this podcast who are currently working in a government contractor and in a company and trying to think about whether or not to take the plunge into being an entrepreneur, what would you recommend that they think through before they take the step? Have a war fund. Have more than you think you need um, because you need to go full time to do it. Right? You need to actually focus on it. I tried the part time and it's hard to do. Have a team. If you can't convince anyone else to join you in it, then that's kind of... A statement of your ideas and it's probably the biggest thing i think i did wrong early on was going at it alone don't do it because of money i think i've heard that a couple of times recently it's you have to do it because you enjoy it because you're, if you're not going to see money for a long time and you have to enjoy the day-to-day -day on it the ups and the downs and all the crazy that goes with it you're absolutely right unless you're willing to embrace the ups and the downs there's no point doing it mm -hmm. tensor wrench what's next for it so we're really looking at the um self-service type style of, of procurement Right. So we find that the users we have go out and buy, get their tools, right? They just outside of their traditional IT chains. So how do we uh, take our platform and make it so the user can just come in and sign up on a credit card? And that's the way software tends to be acquired these days, especially in the cloud. Uh, so we're looking to support that model. At the same time, kind of keeping an eye at the central IT, being able to offer what we're doing as a service to their users so that they can have the controls over all these cloud apps. We can add that compliance and security and whatnot into all these tools. So if I'm tearing my hair out, managing a bunch of different data streams through my browser, I should check out TensorRunch, it sounds like. Absolutely. All right, well, Jason Wagner, it's always great to meet an entrepreneur, particularly one who's had the opportunity to grow a business with the help of so many here in the DC region. We wish you the best with TensorRunch and look forward to hearing more in the future. Thank you. So that's it for another podcast of What's Working in Washington. Tracy Madigan and I really enjoy finding these people that you're getting to meet through our podcast. 
It's just amazing how many people get up every day in the nation's capital and just make things happen. We're really happy to have an opportunity to tell these stories, and we're always looking for new ones. So don't forget to reach out to us at, at What's Working DC if you'd like to come on the show or you know somebody that we should have on our show. And please don't forget to tell your friends. The way that you grow a podcast like this and the way you grow the audience is virally. You can't sell advertising. you got to grow your audience by having people like you like the show. So rate us on iTunes and tell your friends about how great this is as a region to be part of and why what's working in Washington is important to you. But thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Goodbye. <laughs>